Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, we come now to the end of First and Second Kings. Second Kings, chapter twenty-five. So, in the ninth year of Zedekiah's reign, on the tenth day of the tenth month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, marched against Jerusalem with his whole army. He encamped outside of the city and built siege works all around it. The city was kept under siege until the eleventh year of King Zedekiah. By the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine in the city had become so severe that there was no food for the people to eat. Then the city wall was broken through, and the whole army fled at night through the gate between the two walls near the king's garden, though the Babylonians were surrounding the city. They fled toward the Arabah, but the Babylonian army pursued the king and overtook him in the plains of Jericho. All of his soldiers were separated from him and scattered, and he was captured. He was taken to the king of Babylon at Riblah, where sentence was pronounced on him. They killed the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes. Then they put out his eyes, bound him with bronze shackles, and took him to Babylon. On the seventh day of the fifth month, in the nineteenth year of King Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, Nebuzaradan, commander of the imperial guard, an official of the king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem. He set fire to the temple of the Lord, the royal palace, and all of the houses of Jerusalem. Every important building he burned down. The whole Babylonian army, under the commander of the imperial guard, broke down the walls around Jerusalem. Nebuzaradan, the commander of the guard, carried into exile the people who remained in the city, along with the rest of the populace and those who had deserted to the king of Babylon. But the commander left behind some of the poorest people of the land to work the vineyards and the fields. The Babylonians broke up the bronze pillars, the movable stands, and the bronze sea that were at the temple of the Lord, and they carried the bronze to Babylon. They also took away the pots, shovels, wick trimmers, dishes, and all the bronze articles used in the temple service. The commander of the imperial guard took away the censers and sprinkling bowls, all that were made of pure gold or silver. The bronze from the two pillars, the sea, and the movable stands, which Solomon had made for the temple of the Lord, was more than could be weighed. Each pillar was eighteen cubits high. The bronze capital on top of one pillar was three cubits high and was decorated with a network and pomegranates of bronze all around. The other pillar with its network was similar. The commander of the guard took his prisoners, Sariah, the chief priest, Zephaniah, the priest next in rank, and the three doorkeepers. Of those still in the city, he took the officer in charge of the fighting men and five royal advisors. He also took the secretary, who was chief officer, in charge of conscripting the people of the land, and sixty of the conscripts who were found in the city. Nebuzaradan, the commander, took them all and brought them to the king of Babylon at Riblah. There at Riblah, in the land of Hamath, the king had them executed. So Judah went into captivity, away from her land. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, appointed Gadaliah, son of Ahiakim, 
the son of Shaphan, to be over the people he had left behind in Judah. When all the army officers and their men heard that the king of Babylon had appointed Gedaliah as governor, they came to Gedaliah at Mizpah, Ishmael, son of Nephaniah, Johanan, son of Kariah, Sariah, son of Tanumith, and Nethophah, the son of Machathite, and their men. Gedaliah took an oath to reassure them and their men. Do not be afraid of the Babylonian officials, he said. Settle down in the land and serve the king of Babylon, and it will go well for you. In the seventh month, however, Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, the son of Elishama, who was of royal blood, came with ten men and assassinated Gedaliah, and also the men of Judah and the Babylonians who were with him at Mizpah. At this, all the people from the least to the greatest, together with the army officers, fled to Egypt for fear of the Babylonians. In the 37th year of the exile of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, in the year Awol Marduk became king of Babylon, he released Jehoiakim, king of Judah, from prison. He did this on the 27th day of the 12th month. He spoke kindly to him and gave him a seat of honor higher than those of the other kings who were with him in Babylon. So Jehoiakim put aside his prison clothes for the rest of his life. He ate regularly at the king's table. Day by day, the king gave Jehoiakim a regular allowance for as long as he lived. Now, friends, this is a a sad epitaph on the fall of Judah. But Zedekiah, uh, the last descendant of King David to reign in Jerusalem, rebelled against Nebuchadnezzar. And so we start out in the um, first verse of chapter 25. So in the ninth year of Zedekiah's reign, on the tenth day of the tenth month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, marched against Jerusalem with his whole army. And so he encamped around the, um, the city. Ultimately, he captured the city. The king tried to get away, but they captured the king. In verse 7, they killed the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes. Then they put out his eyes and bound him with bronze shackles and took him to Babylon. Now, you may wonder, why did they uh, kill his sons and then put out his eyes? They wanted the last sight that he saw to be uh, his sons being put to death. And so that memory would be with him for the last of his, rest of his life. Uh, they very cruelly made him watch the execution of his sons, and then they put out his eyes so he would never see anything um, good or pleasant again. Nebuchadnezzar's officials then set fire to the temple of the Lord, and they burned um, every important building of Jerusalem down, everything that remained. Nebuchadnezzar had a commander named Nebuzaradan, who was the commander of the guard. He carried um, all the remaining people into exile to Babylon, and the Babylonians broke up all that remained of Solomon's mighty temple, the the bronze pillars, the movable stands, the bronze sea, etc. All these things were uh, disassembled and taken into Babylon. A man named Gedaliah was made the governor over Judah, but um, uh, he was assassinated, and um, the assassins escaped into um, Egypt. And then um, a man named uh, Jehoiakim, a king of Judah had been taken previously into uh, captivity at Babylon before the fall, 
And this Jehoiakim was released in the last part of this chapter from uh, his imprisonment in Babylon and was um, still under house arrest, essentially, but was treated kindly uh, for the rest of his life. And so uh, the end of his life, after he'd been incarcerated for some 37 years, he was uh, he was treated well by Nebuchadnezzar's successor. Now, friends, this um, fall of Judah is one of um, the two most important negative events in Israel's history. Uh, it is celebrated each year by observant Jews on the 9th of Av, their month Av, uh, because of the destruction, the final destruction of Solomon's temple and the eradication of um, of all of the, the treasures and things that were contained there. Many believe that the, the priest hid certain things from Solomon's temple, for example, the Ark of the Covenant that there have been movies made about. They hid certain of the treasures from the temple before Nebuchadnezzar's army came in and completely and finally destroyed the temple and burnt what remained. But we don't know because these things haven't been found. It's um, become part of religious folklore, if you will, that they they hid a number of the temple things and, and they'll one day come to light. They may or they may not. It's not important. What's important to remember about um, uh, First and Second Kings is that the Lord intended good to the people of Israel. The people of Israel were one unified people under King David. They continued one unified people under his son Solomon. Solomon began to worship other gods. And as a result, the Lord said, I'm going to divide the kingdom. And then the kingdom was divided after the death of Solomon. And Solomon's son ruled over primarily Judah and Benjamin and the, um, the priests, uh, the Levites that remained in those areas. And then the northern uh, ten tribes separated from the southern tribes. The northern tribes established two cities of idolatry in Dan and Bethel, and they um, established the worship of golden calves again. And... Um, uh, these things continued all through the northern kingdom's existence. There never was a king of the northern kingdom that the Bible says was a good king. Why? Because they didn't eradicate idolatry. It was perpetuated under every king. And so, sadly, uh, the northern kingdom came under the judgment, the final judgment of the Lord, um, when the Assyrians utterly eradicated the northern kingdom in 722 B.C., so that's the first of the major negative events, the destruction of the, of the uh, northern kingdom, 722 B.C. Judah was spared for another 140 years, roughly. But in 586 B.C., Judah finally fell. Jerusalem was finally um, uh, destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar's armies. The temple was destroyed. The temple treasures were removed and carried into Babylon, and uh, seemingly all is lost. But why did these things happen? Because Israel and Judah fell into idolatry. They stopped worshiping the one true God. As a result of the abandoning the Lord, the Lord backed off and abandoned them. And sadly, the same thing can happen to any people. It's not the presence of the Lord that draws um, uh, this type of destruction. It's the absence of the Lord. It's not the acceptance of the Lord's ways. It's the rejection of of the Lord's ways. So friends, we want to pray that our nation will not reject the Lord's ways. Lord, where we have rejected your ways in our country, please forgive us. Have mercy on us. 
Raise up leaders, Lord, that will return us once again to godly standards. Lord, raise up um, spiritual leaders in churches like the one that I lead that will be after your own heart, that will point the people toward Jesus. Lord, help us have a great revival of not only religion, Lord, but of devotion to you, the one true God and your son, Jesus. In his precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.